Court. recording. Yay. All right. Fantastic. Sweet. This is so great. This is great. This is, um, oh yeah, I forgot. This is my show, not yours. I have to actually. Yeah. I, I like this. This is much more, per- <laughs> this is much more personable. <laughs> Sean, why, this me. is why we should do this all the time. All the fucking time. Hello, everybody. You, Welcome to the Batty yeah. Show. Uh, this is Matt Marr. I am recording with the two. <laughs> just buckle in, have a drink, have some spice rum with a slutty woman on the bottle, and get ready. Because <laughs> I'm here with Sean's Richard doing. and Sean. I know. Richard and Sean from the language of bromance. Welcome. I don't have clapping sound effects, so I can't. Is this supposed but to be I'm a clapping. pirate on the bottle? Yay! Is it a pirate on the bottle or a gypsy? Looks like a gypsy woman. I, I think no, it's a pirate. It is it's a, a slutty pirate. It's a slutty pirate. For everybody knows, uh, Sean is in a hotel room right now in Georgia, and he is drinking a rum and coke with a slutty woman on the rum bottle. So we, it was like well, slutty, she's got slutty the rum. she's got the long, the long thigh high boots, which is the, I don't know thigh high boots are just I don't know that's my thing I think that's your thing oh, wow I, I got to turn that's, that bottle around I got to gotta, turn that bottle around I can't be looking at it the <laughs> whole show you got to be you got to be focusing you got to be focused are you looking <laughs> oh at the gosh. ass end of the bottle now what's say, that are you looking at the ass end of the bottle now yeah pretty much yeah pretty much somebody's above me there's no picture on the back end well. <laughs> I love that Richard is. Oh, you just took him up. No, but I love that I Richard. Did. I did. Okay, there we go. You're wearing sunglasses. I don't know. At, just, I at saw... night in your living room. Yes, or, I, I am in channeling my inner Corey Hart. Oh, Corey Hart. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. How are you guys? Thank you for doing this. In all transparency, listeners, we recorded an episode before, and the audio totally got fucked up. And it's a good thing I have a terrible memory because I don't remember fully what we talked about i think we might have talked about tasting semen and there was. we had a question about blowjobs <laughs> yeah there was, was a hamster oh yeah oh there because, was a hamster no. yeah see okay so we're gonna bring this back up i i i kind i slightly remember this because i was the one that had said that if you like say you know you're you're laying on your back and you're going to town yourself and you accidentally get some in your mouth like at the end <laughs> and don't act like you haven't done it and anyone that says that they haven't done it they're liars because it's had to have happened at least once once i i think i think sean and i agree with you it happens at once and once. Then you're like oh i gotta so then the next time you do it you're like close your mouth close your mouth close your mouth i don't care how good it is close your mouth that i think that's the first time i've opened my show with uh with seem no the second um <laughs> no I'm kidding probably probably the first um well thank you again for doing this and doing all this technology stuff and i know it's we're living in the future i guess we're like on back to the future just talking to each other yeah yeah there was there was days where like this video chat stuff was like completely in the future yeah it's like you mean i can actually see the person i'm talking to yeah remember marty mcfly got his dad he got fired via yeah Skype. yeah, yeah. and that printed out on a on a dot matrix printer <laughs> 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 they didn't get everything right yeah they get everything right that i forgot about dot matrix mcfly <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. So, okay. So I have you guys on the show because, I mean, it's going to be like a walking commercial for your show, The Language of Bromance. But I do. I love your show. I was just telling you guys how I just finished up L.A. Pod Festival here in L.A. And I, 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 I'm like, you guys got to 
you've got to do your show at this thing because I think you're just as funny or so much funnier than some of these people at this podcast festival because I just I just love what you guys are about. So and so I know I asked this before, but tell everybody like because I don't really remember too um, because I drink during the show sometimes as well. What? <laughs> how, so how long have you been doing Language of Bromance? How did it get started? Well, it's been let's see. This is 2006. It's been two years since June. So a little over two years that the two of us have gotten together. Basically, the whole the whole story kind of stems from Sean and I having the idea to do a podcast way, way back about 2008, 2009, and we just never did it. It was kind of one of those things that it seemed silly. It seemed very wh- like a whimsical thing to do. And so we just never got around to it. And the way, you know, you know how friendships go as time, as time goes on, you know, Sean moved away to, uh, cause he, he got a job about, you know, a few hours away and you know, those kind of, those close friendships kind of just drift apart. Mm-hmm. And after I think it, I think, I have to give credit to Sean. Sean is the one that finally put his foot down and said, you know what? The whole stupid whimsical podcast thing, we're going to do that. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to do something. We're going to be stupid. On We're going to put it on the internet, and I don't care. And I was like, okay. okay. I, I, I didn't – I wasn't objecting to it. He said no. No, he was. It was like he was. He was. He was angry at you, like you were saying yeah. no the whole time. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I was. I was fine with it the entire time. He's like, don't try and stop. I'm not trying to stop you. I. <laughs> well, it's, I'm like Richard said. Like for like seven years, about every six months, one of us would bring up the idea of doing a podcast, just because you know we listen to like Kevin Smith and you know Mark Maron and these guys, and it's like, okay, well these guys can do it. Well, maybe we should try it too. And, you know, we're like, yeah, well, you know, people talked us out of it. We're like, well, that'd be a stupid idea. Who would listen? And finally, uh, like Richard said, I moved away. We kind of, our friendship started drifting apart, like not in a bad way, but just, you know, as friendships grow and you're at different places, you just stop talking as much. And one day we were uh, playing D&D, which is basically how our friendship started was playing D&D. Uh, Rich showed up after work and I had to leave early. So I got like 10 minutes with my best friend. So for 10 minutes as I'm walking out the door, we get the chit-chat. And on that ride home, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, Richard's my best friend. Like, we need to talk at least once a week. And so on the ride home, I shoot a message like, hey, we're going to do this podcast thing. You know, we're going to get all the gear. And then I think I said, like, in six weeks, we're going to record our first episode. And then I think eight or nine weeks after that, our first episode was up. And we just kind of had an idea of what we wanted. It was just going to be us chit-chatting about anything we liked. And, you know, from there, we've... We've done it, uh, I think right now it's like 120 straight weeks we've released an episode. You what? haven't missed a week? That's fucking commitment. Yeah, I haven't missed a week. Yep. Since we started, uh, I can't remember the date. I think it's like June 20th or something like that. We've released an episode every single Sunday since. Yep. That's that's awesome. That is, that's, that's wonderful. I love that. I love, well, and it shows too because there are... Like I, I said this earlier off the air. Like, there's so many shows about like guys talking just to like about their dicks and stupid stuff. But you, but I think there's a difference of listening to two comedians talk and trying to make each other laugh, and that's funny. But there's a difference of two people that are very funny. That I mean, I think of you both as, I mean, you're comedians to me. But also, 
have a relationship. You know what I mean? They have like a deep friendship. It's like another level. It reminds me, like you always, when I've listened to, because I was like three or four episodes, but I always miss my brother when I listen to your show. Because that's what it, I feel like it is. So I'll deny that if my brother hears this. But <laughs> I do. I miss my brother when I hear your Aww. show. So it's like, yeah. But. And that's, I think, the, the, like, Richard and I, we live in different places. So we, we typically don't do video when we do our shows. So we don't see each other. We just kind of talk over the phone. But, like, when we go on the trips, like the podcast movement where we met this year, when Rich and I went to Fort Worth, Texas, like, the whole trip there is basically a show. Like, this isn't like a, like a skit thing we do. It's, it's us. Yeah. You know, the, we try uh, to make each other laugh. The, the trip to Fort Worth, we actually recorded the in, well, not uh, not the entire trip down there, but we recorded probably about it was an eight hour drive, and we recorded uh-huh. probably about three to four hours of it. Not because we're like, oh, this is good. Like it wasn't parsed at all. It was just we drove for th- a few hours. We were chit chatting, and then. We were like, hey, we should just record this. And so we just did. Why not? And so that ended up being a two-part episode of us driving down to Fort Worth, Texas. I bet the sound sounded well, I good wish in we the had... car. <laughs> yeah, we just used the Zoom and kicked it on. It worked out pretty well. And I wish we would record when we started because there was a lot of funny <laughs> stuff. But, again, just like with anything with this stuff, you know, Richard and I have very low self-esteem, I think. We're very much like, oh, we're kind of silly, stupid guys. Had. And I think <laughs> I think we still do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, hey, Richard, we should totally record this while we're going down. And even then, just me and Richard, we've recorded, I think, like 60 episodes at that point. I was still scared to hit the record button, just me and him in the car. Because I was like, well, this is stupid. Why should we record ourselves driving a vehicle? That would just be dumb. <laughs> No, like no. I'm telling you, it's it's a gift. It's a gift that you're giving people. And we ended up it's making, a, like I said, we ended up making two entire episodes out of just that one car trip. And on our trip to Chicago, we probably could have recorded ourselves, but we were on a train with. <laughs> yeah, we were on a train, <laughs> so, so we had to keep quiet. <laughs> that could be awkward. What has been like the? Because you do you talk about whatever. What has been like? This is going to sound real gay, but I mean, what's been like the biggest bro hole? Like where you just like, and when I mean bro hole, where you just like, you, you go into like, you're talking about this subject. Then like 45 minutes later, you're like, how the fuck did we get here? Was there one subject where you're just like, where did we get this? There, our best episodes are seriously the ones where like, well, we could talk about this, but I really don't think it's going to last a whole hour. And the hour goes by. Yeah. I think, like, the Bonobo episode was yeah, probably one of them. there's been a lot of uh, episodes where... The, uh, he, Sean's talking about the one about... Uh, there's these chimpanzees that live in... Uh, was it Madagascar? Is that where they... I can't remember I can't where remember. they're from. It's like a small subset of uh, chimpanzees. There's these chimpanzees that um, apparently whenever they find food then their initial reaction to finding food is to have an orgy. So that's what they do. They're extremely sexual animals. extremely (laughs) sexual animals. Wow. And not just like a bunch of guys with a bunch of girls. It's a bunch of guys with a bunch of girls and guys with guys and girls with girls. Like, they don't care. They're just like, hey, look, it's bananas. And then they just, you know, (laughs) if they had clothes, they'd rip them off. So Richard and I basically developed this story like we're the Jane Goodall of these bonobo chimpanzees. Yeah. 
but I would I would totally agree with that. The best the best episodes, uh, you know, because a lot of uh, usually our episodes are we find something either in the news or in history or something like that, and we just you know go on. We just like hey, I have this thing we could talk about, and usually our best ones are hey, I have this thing. I don't know how long we'll be able to talk about. It. Like we should, you know, be able to talk about it for twenty minutes or so, and then those are the episodes that go for an hour and ten, where we thought it was just going to be a simple twenty-minute conversation. Well, I think recently, like I've for some reason I've had like this urge to talk about like time travel. It's not out yet. I think it's like episode one twenty, but I was just like, hey, we should talk about time travel. And we've basically built this whole universe where Richard and I are like Doctor Who characters <laughs> traveling through time and causing all these situations. And those are the, those are the ones I have the most fun with, like when we build this whole universe inside of an episode where, you know, at the end of it, we're like, you know, that could be a movie. Like, those are the ones that I think are the best. Y'all just, you're just two nerds. So, how, so you said you, start, you said, talked about D&D. So how old were you when you both, like, met, became friends? Oh, I uh, I was in my early no, mid twenties. Yeah, I think I was eighteen when we met because we met at a sports bar. Richard was in the kitchen and I was one of the servers. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm assuming you're both Game of Thrones fans then, if you're into D and D. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was um, late to the some party. Some of us have read the books. Oh God, don't start with the books. <laughs> Oh books. wait, no! I remember. Wait, I remember this now because one yeah, of your yeah, episodes. I yeah, listened because to, you then he's going to go on about Lady Stoneheart. Well, Lady Stoneheart <laughs> isn't in the isn't in the show, and she's been in the books. And nobody cares. There's a reason she's not on the show, and it's because nobody cares. I've, Everybody cares. She's going to oh be in the God. show, and you're going to be like, "Oh my God, Lady Stoneheart's amazing!" I'm so glad. Like I know what she was in the book. I'm so glad I forgot that we talked about that the first episode because I love it when Richard does his Sean voice. It's uh, like what is my favorite Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> I'm uh, with you though. I totally think that Lady Stoneheart's going to be in there, or either that or Arya's going to. I don't know. I'm reading the books. I'm just about to get. I think I'm on book two right now, so I'm not there. I'm listening to the books actually, a little audio book. Okay, but um, there, I mean, there's such long books, but there was a that was like the year I was trying to read a book a month, so I plowed through those pretty quickly. But like that Lady Stoneheart moment was like one of those jaw dropping moments. Like I barely had any jaw dropping <laughs> moments in the books. And that was one of them. It's all in here. <laughs> wah 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 wah. Now that. That is okay. So, like, with like, because I feel like I can, we all can share a nerdum here. Like, what do you feel like? Um, is there? But do you give props to one another? Like, in in like the realm of nerd world, the kind of of knowledge. Is there something like Richard that you give props to Sean to, where you're like, this is what he knows about, and by Sean person, knows like, about Sean Sean, there, uh, Sean's field of expertise. I will say has to be the Ninja Turtles, which I didn't know there was an entire universe of lore and knowledge about. But, like, you know, for me, it was like, hey, it's a cool cartoon that was on when I was a kid on Saturday mornings. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. There's a, like, there's a comic, and God forbid you don't know about the comic, but after the comic, (laughs) then there's, you know, there's the movies, and then there's there's more cartoons. there's a role-playing game. There's a new, game. Car- or a new uh, comic going on right now. I didn't even know there were comics. And I'm like, 
I would maybe be in the middle of y'all where I'm a, I was a very, there was a good two years of my life where anytime I'm not a drawer, but the only thing I would ever draw would be Ninja Turtles, especially it's Donatello. It's based on a comic. Apparently the comic came first. Of course it did. Of course it did. Do you like the new movies or no? I wasn't a big fan at all, no, unfortunately. You, and that's what really sucks. Like, Richard's like a huge Star Wars fan, and he talks about that a ton. So Richard gets I Star get episode Wars episode seven, 7, and he gets... Which is amazing. He gets Michael and I Bay. Get Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Then the new one, I was excited for Stephen Amell because I'm a, I was a big Arrow fan, so I was like, oh, he can do, you know, he can do Casey Jones, and they make him like a cop instead of like oh, a rogue. Oh, see, I haven't uh, seen that one, and I'm assassin. A, I'm an Arrow fan too, so I was excited for him in that role. Aww. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I wasn't. I mean, I was. I don't know. It was like I either wanted the cartoon on screen or I wanted a like super gritty reboot, and you didn't really get either. Because the, unfortunately, because so the movie shuffled in the 90s, the theater. Was, at least the first one was so good. First one was good. Second one wasn't bad. Third one, I mean, it's not great, but I've went back and watched it, and it's not as bad as people say. Isn't the third um, one when they're dressed up as those samurai? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then which, which one? Which one do we get the the cold cut track from Vanilla Ice? Was that the? F- that's, that's, two. Two? that's two. Okay. Yeah. Toka! Raise up! Attack! The babies! <laughs> they're, they're babies! <laughs> that, oh my gosh, the so, I, I remember it in one being, because I was, because I'm, because I'm 37, so I was younger-ish, like late elementary, middle school maybe, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were happening. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'll never. But I was still young, like young when that first movie came out, and I remember like when. Uh, what is it, Donatello or is it Raphael? Like when he's sitting in the bathtub and he's just so sad. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was Raphael. It was Raphael. Yeah, I forgot the crap. I saw it yeah. in the theater. I was uh, like, I thought that was. Just, I thought old. that was like fucking Sophie's choice. I thought that was so sad <laughs> when I saw that yeah. as a kid. I was like, oh my god! It just gutted <laughs> me as a like fifth grader. <laughs> well, then Leo and him have that moment. He's like, he's hungry. He wants some oh, food. Bring yeah. <laughs> him some food. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Richard's just like shaking his head. I'm sorry. Oh. So Star Wars, then hey, Richard is your expertise. Star Star, Star Wars, I I like to think is my is is my forte. Star Wars is the movie that I loved since I was six years old. I had I had a copy of Empire Strikes Back on VHS, and I just watched it over and over and over and over. And then uh, I also had episodes. So I started with Empire Strikes Back. I I watched them out of sequence. But uh, I saw episode four, the original, you know, A New Hope. I watched that on VHS so much that I actually wore the tape out. So when you when you if you put the tape, the VCR tape in today, it you would see the droids on the ship and then they'd land on the desert and then it would just be complete static until Luke blows up the Death Star because I just wore <laughs> the tape out. And I didn't wow. know you could wear out a VHS cassette, but apparently you can. That's the only one I ever did, though. But that does suck because, well, no, it doesn't suck. It's good for you. But, yeah, I'm, <sighs> I feel your pain, Sean, because I'm a, 
I'm a, I'm a big like DC Comics fan, and it kills me that Marvel's so amazing and DC just keeps shitting the bed. You know? Yeah, it's kind of the same situation. Uh, well, you know, I kind of... Okay, when it comes to movies, yes. But I would say if you look at any... Look at the DC animated films. Like, Oh, yeah, I meant movies. Uh, animated like those, films. Their animated films are top-notch. Batman vs. There's- Robin... With the quarter owls, yeah, uh, that one's good. Justice League Doom, Flashpoint, like Flashpoint all those. Was great. Flashpoint was amazing. Um, I've heard. I haven't seen the Killing Joke, but I heard it's terrible, like bad. It's. It, I've never read the comic. It's not. And I know great. Richard kind of. Is it not? It's bad? Is not, it not good for great. It? And you've read the comic, I've right? I've read Rich? the comic. It's not okay. Great. I, it does have that moment for me at the end, which you know that like that's the moment that gets you know the yeah that, that has it you. for me, where where he actually tells the joke to Batman and Batman laughs. Uh, so even though like everything leading up to the last five minutes was not that great, the last five minutes kind of left a it, it left it, it's like eating a sour patch candy and then you get. So you get some sugar at the very end. Hmm. Okay. I. You know, what? I, that reminded me too. Did you ever see All Star Superman? That movie I, was fucking amazing. That one I haven't. I haven't seen it. That one's great. That one's great. That one is like I wish they took that Superman and put him more in the films, which I think they're trying to. I'm. I like all DC. I like Marvel now too, but I've always been like I'm a huge Wonder Woman fan. So I'm glad that she's finally coming back. Which looks and I'm really glad that good. she was the best part of the movie. It looks good. I really. Oh, that tra- <clears throat> that trailer looks amazing. It does. I hope they don't fuck it up. So I know that all my listeners are going, "Oh God, Maddie, Patrick Hine, my my tech guy's going Wonder Woman again. Shut up about Wonder Woman." <laughs> but it's like I don't. You know how it is. When you try to say you don't want to care that much, you're like, "Whatever they do, it's fine. It's fine." But you just you do. Like, but you whatever do. they do, it, you do. You care so much you care so much so well it's you want it to be good like so you've been a wonder woman fan all your life right you've never had a wonder woman movie never so this is the first time in 37 years of your life that they're gonna there have was a, a rumor wonder woman movie. years ago of a wonder woman movie and the rumor was that joss whedon had wrote a wonder woman script oh. but it got shelved i totally gave a guy that was not really cute at all a hand job to read that script <gasps> I kid Did you get you to not. read it? Yes, I went. He, but he was <gasps> on his computer, and he was like, "I can't give it to you. It's like super secret." And I was like, "Just email it to me. It's fine. It's fine." <laughs> He's like, "No, I can't." And he was like totally interested in me, and he was like older and not that cute. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, but if you want to come over," and I was you like, know, "I'm gonna I'm do gonna, this. I would have done it." I did. And all it says is Wonder Woman by Joss Whedon. You're like, damn yeah. it. No, it was. And that would have been like, you know what? It was worth it. (laughs) You know what? It still was worth it. It was, it was, it was definitely, it took place in, it was per, I believe I've, this has been like five years ago. I believe it was present day. What I do remember, it was good in that it had some humor in it. It was a little too, um, I did think that it was, uh. I didn't really like. I believe the villain was Ares, and it just wasn't fleshed out super well. The mm. thing that, that, that were cool though were the Joss Whedon quirky things. Like, there's a great moment where Wonder Woman gets knocked out, and Steve Trevor has to like fly the invisible jet to like 
save Wonder Woman mm -hmm. and, and like transport her. But the way that Wonder Woman flies the invisible jet is with her tiara. So there's this scene where Steve Trevor's having to wear her Wonder Woman tiara <laughs> to fly the plane. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, it was super, super funny. So, um, it, but I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just what he wanted to, oh, it was. I remember what I liked about it, but at the time, it's so funny that now they're doing a, mo a movie with her in, well, they, they took it from World War II. This movie's actually going to be in World War One, which I actually think is a smarter choice. But, yeah. um, but they, Joss Whedon was all in World War II, and at the time, DC was like, no, 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 that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then they fucking made Captain America, which I like. A lot of people thought it was a little cheesy on the cheesy side, but I loved that Mark. The Captain America movies the, are my You know favorite. what? Out of the favorite. solo movies, I thought it was I thought it was on you know one of their better solo movies, like with yeah. just one hero in it. I mean, I'd say Iron Man was you know is the one that set the tone. Yeah. I mean, I think you know Hulk and Thor were okay, but but Cap out of that out of that phase one, Cap was the strongest the strongest uh solo Besides movie Iron out Man, there. i agree i agree as well but i think that changed things i think that's the reason now they're not doing a modern day wonder woman and all this shit because they can see that they can do that so i don't know we'll we'll see i i see that guy every once in a while like i'll see him out in west hollywood and i fully don't remember the script and i'm like dang it if i didn't have a boyfriend i would totally yeah. do that again just to read that script <laughs> Is it leaked online anywhere? Or I've looked. Is it and still looked. pretty pretty hidden? If somebody is listening, okay. that knows that, and either A wants a hand job, or B wants me to give them like twenty bucks. I don't know. You know what? Send I'll do it. I'll take me. one for the team here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we should get to some questions. Speaking of taking one for the team, um, we have a question about football. All right. Um, all right, this first question is from Kaylee, uh, age 28, and she says, Dear Maddie, football season is upon us, and boy, do I know it. My boyfriend is actively focused on it, and it's driving me a little crazy. We started dating in late March, so it was right after football season. He always says he was a fan, Maddie, but wow. If he's not watching football, then he's on his phone with his draft thing. I don't want to be that stereotypical girlfriend, yet at the same time, it actually interferes with us having conversations. Is it... Is this just his thing and I need to accept it or not? This is all new to me because I live in L.A. and I've only dated actors. So, yeah, those didn't work out. <laughs> I've been there. So I finally found a great guy who's totally normal, but I feel like I lost him. Advice, please. This is from Kaylee28. So are I, either of you sports people or no? I'm not. I, I'm, I, I would say between the two of us, I'm probably more into football. He's been playing uh, Madden a bunch. So I, he, you know, but, you know, in respect to this, I would say like, that's probably his thing. Like we just spent 15 minutes talking about Wonder Woman. So, I mean, yeah. everybody's got, everybody's got their thing. And I think that if he wasn't, you know, if it, if she got rid of this guy and found another guy that was really into Star Wars, then the, then the, the day Rogue One comes out. Then he's gonna be like, "Hey, look, babe, um, I'm you're not gonna see me for about eighteen to twenty four hours because I'm gonna be standing outside a movie theater." You know, that's just well, <clears throat> everybody's got their thing. No, I like that. Well, this like is 
this is their first run through his like football season too. So I mean, he's probably I don't know if he was single beforehand or not, but so he's probably um, used to that whole like being able to watch it all whenever he wants, get on his phone and mess with his uh, fantasy team whenever he wants, and um, like you know. My wife and I have been together for like six years now, and like Rich was saying, I just got into playing Madden, so I don't ask for permission, but I always ask, "Hey, I'm going to play a game. Is that okay?" Because I don't want to have her feel like she's ignored, and that just comes with being with her for a while. So, you know, it's probably that kind of that same scenario, just you know, making sure it's like, "Hey, you know, trying to figure out the schedule of what he's doing, so that you know he doesn't assume that, uh, or she doesn't assume that they're going to hang out that night when he's like, "Oh, well, I was going to watch the football game." Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, it's still a relationship. Like you comp, you know, you compromise with stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe Kaylee, all it is is letting. Maybe you, maybe you get surprised. Maybe that's it. Maybe you're like planning to do something that night, and then you go, "Oh, I didn't know it was football because you're not used to this." So maybe it's Kaylee just saying, "Hey, like, let me know when football." I mean, my boyfriend does that. He's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm not. This is my first experience. Well, no, last year was with football as well. But the way I look at it, Kaylee, I'm like, just plan things with your friends. Like that's, you know what I mean? If you don't want to be around, that's cool. I, I totally agree with you, Richard. I think it's, man, I think it's good that we have our things that aren't necessarily like, you know, it's like you both have this. You have this podcast. It doesn't involve your wives, your girlfriend, you know, it's your own thing. Exactly. And I think that's. I think that's better. I think that fleshes us out and makes us more interesting people. And honestly, Kaylee, I probably think you stand a better chance of being together if you both have your own things you're interested in rather than if you spent all your waking hours just staring in each other's eyes. Exactly. And also, if you want to score brownie points, make make him some snack before the game and leave it in the fridge and be like, hey, if you want, there's cheese dip in the fridge. Just pop it in the microwave and you're good to go. There's guacamole and nachos ready for you, babe. Yeah. I'll be back in three hours. Yep. My, that shit works. I had, yes, it I got, does. Some, <clears throat> I got some good, you know what, later on when I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I made you homemade wings in the crock pot. And he like, it was oh. like, and like I made homemade ranch and it was like I <laughs> fucking gave him a million dollars. Yeah. Still tough. Yeah. So there you go, Kaylee. There you go um well you know that remind on the flip side kaylee too like maybe well i don't know maybe you want to get involved in football and watch it together but i don't know let him have his thing let him have his thing all right um this next question i will answer anything if i think it's somewhat respectful or um or real and that's what this person asked so we've already talked about this but that's so funny it's from they didn't leave their name it just says Cartoon lover, age 22. <laughs> Dear Maddie, who's your favorite cartoon character and why? I feel like they are metaphors for our life. No, I don't need advice. Cartoon mm. lover, 22. That's it. Sean Pick like, Turtle. I like that yeah, it's so mine would short. Be- I just, can I just say this question? It's so short. <laughs> and, then they're, and then they're like, I feel like these are metaphors for our life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I think that, cartoon yeah. lover. I think. But go ahead. By the way, so, I'm yeah. not dramatic at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so which which uh, which turtle is your favorite? That's what or character from the turtles? Your he's he's a he. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you know me, you know me, he's sweetheart. Leonardo, Leonardo was his turtle. Yeah. If if he was in if he was in his his office, there would be a uh, three foot tall Leonardo light like figure behind him 
that yeah it's a to- like a toy chest that the wife bought me uh it's yeah it's three foot with the swords and everything it's pretty sweet oh that's awesome um but yeah so like i think it kind of is a metaphor for me like why i like leonardo it kind of shaped me as a child so leonardo's the leader he's the do-gooder he doesn't do wrong he follows the rules whatever master splinter says that's what he does and that's kind of my personality i don't like to ruffle feathers i like to kind of you know you know, if you can't do this, and that's what I do, kind of thing. So it's it's definitely kind of my personality is kind of probably why I've kind of liked him the most. You know, like Raphael's a troublemaker. Michelangelo parties party, and you know, gets dude. out of hand, and that's not me. And Donatello's smart, and that's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Donatello, but I never no, it never really worked out that way. Well, maybe Donatello they are metaphors for life. Favorite. What about you, Richard? Favorite cartoon um, character. You know, I'd have to go old school. If I would say a favorite, like, when you say cartoon, I think of Bugs Bunny. Like, Bugs Bunny, to me, is is the, is the is my, Bugs Bunny's my spirit animal. Because he always seems two steps ahead of whoever he's, whoever <laughs> he's dealing with. I'm not saying I'm like him. I'm saying I aspire and, to be like and him. And sometimes he dresses like a woman. Is that what you're does, doing? Yes, and but, too. The Bugs you know Bunny what? drag I'll cartoons are what? amazing. Oh, they're awesome. So, like, Ladybugs is not half bad. You ever seen Tracy Daffy dresses as a woman? It looks terrible. Bugs will put some effort into it. He'll, she'll do some lipstick. You know, he puts his ears down. Well, so it totally yeah. is a metaphor for our lives because, Richard, you have dressed up as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter a few I times. Have. I have. And not on Halloween. And not on Halloween. It, you know, it is. You are kind of sassy because Bugs Bunny, what I love about, especially old school Bugs Bunny, he was like, he was a pistol. You know, and he wasn't necessarily, a, whereas Mickey Mouse was kind of like this, ha ha, not, kind of like a nice, like, character. Bugs Bunny was kind of like, no, I'm going to poke at you, and I'm going to yeah, be kind of a little, little ornery. Yeah. And that it, I think cartoon lovers hit on something. I think this is a metaphor for our lives. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know what? Yes, I yes, I have dressed like a woman. But I'll tell you what: you dress like a woman, and you head you head on down to your head on down to your local gay bar, and I guarantee you, you will walk, you will you will pick up more women as a straight man. You will pick up more women than you ever have in your entire life. True story. I pick, pick a movement, but I believe you. I believe you. you <laughs> Sean, you've never dressed in drag. I I have not. No. no. Well, maybe maybe you're at some point. I'm sure. Maybe I will. you'll be April O'Neil for Halloween this year. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> so I mean, Rich Rich has brought me out to my first karaoke bar, so maybe yeah. Rich can get me to dress in drag for the first time. There you go. There you go. I like that. I don't. So, so then, Matt, what's what's your uh, cartoon? I mean. Well, I mean, Wonder Woman was a cartoon, but no, I don't. <sighs> cartoon. I really, you know, I think probably, I mean, the cartoon probably that I loved the most was either He-Man. <gasps> I loved He-Man. Loved <gasps> He-Man. I have it on DVD. Oh, I did, it, like the old one, the 80s? Yes. Yeah. I have it too. I, have it. I even have the remake that they did in like 2000. And then they're starting to do other. I just, I love He-Man so much. So I think probably, um, I think He-Man or I also really was into, um, obviously I really liked G.I. Joe. I got really, I actually 
liked the first G.I. Joe movie, and then they kind of went in a different direction. I didn't really care for it. I I really want yeah. them to do... I, I, I wish they would reboot that, but I loved... I guess I always do like the women, because I loved... In G.I. Joe, I loved the character of Scarlet. She was yeah. Southern, and she talked like that, but... Yeah, I would say probably He-Man. I think He-Man was definitely... I don't know if it's a... I don't look like He-Man. But at, you know what? I think I was attracted... What I liked about He-Man is probably one of the same thing reasons why I liked Wonder Woman. I liked... Um, and I also liked, like, Gem and the Holograms. Although I didn't like that as much because... They're truly they outrageous. Too, they were. Truly, but they got truly, a girl, truly girly outrageous. For me. <laughs> truly. But I think I liked He-Man because... He did the whole dual identity thing, and I think too, especially like when you're a little gay kid in Oklahoma, it's like somebody can like their real self is actually really powerful and like strong, but nobody knows about it, and you kind of have to be like. So yeah, I look back at my life, and I'm always. I think that's why I did like like Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman because they all had to be kind of other people. I loved that. So wow, that's oh, deep. Come, Come on in. Sorry, the, the boyfriend's walking in the middle of the show. Just come on no. in. You're not going to be on the video, but you'll be in the recording, baby. That's deep. That <laughs> was just deep. shaking his head. That was deep. I, I pick well, characters I, that have dual identities because I be, – that's – yeah. That's kind of profound. So Cartoon think, Lover was right. Yeah, Cartoon Lover, and I made fun of him. I'm a dick. Um, <laughs> that was a kind of, that was I'm so glad because I actually didn't know how nerdy you guys were like me. So that was a great question. Good job, cartoon lover. He's gonna rap me hate mail now. He used um, to ra <laughs> Sean razzes me about He Man, but I loved He Man when I was a kid. Oh, loved it. I just like I said, I still wish they would do a remake. I just I still think that movie. I went to a midnight screening. Like it's the last midnight movie I went because I was like I'm getting too old for this. But yeah, they showed. They showed the movie, you know, Good Journey, the movie with Dolph, was it Dolph Lundgren and, oh, and Frank? Lundgren. Yeah, Master of the Universe. And Frank fucking you Langella know was on Skeletor. Frank Langella was amazing <sighs> as Skeletor. Yeah, he was. Well, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Sean? Did you, did you know Dolph Lundgren didn't know English when he did that movie? They basically fed him lines and he tried to say them as best as oh, he could. Oh, yeah. He didn't know English Yeah, I, I saw that. It was on a documentary I saw it was called. Oh. That was... Uh, electric yeah, because they're supposed to dub over him. Wait, wait. There's yeah, a he there's to... a He-Man documentary. Well, no, there's a documentary. It's actually, I think it's still on Netflix. There's a documentary about Canon Films, which is the company that made Masters of the Universe, oh. and they they talk. It, it's a it's a bit of the of the doc, but there's a bit where they talk about making Masters of the Universe and how yeah they had to basically ADR. His entire dialogue in the entire movie. Oh wow, that! I'm so glad cartoon. I I like want to go watch He Man now. All right, um, all right. Last question. This is from Dick H. I don't know if it's his real name, but it says Dick H. Twenty nine. This is getting up close and personal. I don't know if you guys read this question yet, um, but mm. it says, "Dear Maddie, you're my gay sidekick, so I figure you can help. I'm a straight man that enjoys a." bit of butt play my girlfriend got me into it at first i was like don't touch my butt but now i get into it so i'm secure enough in my manhood to say all that but here's the deal see my girlfriend wants me to shave my ass maddie i'm italian 
I did that once for her, and I was so uncomfortable, and it was painful. So I told her I can't do it. Well, now she says it's a double standard because she basically shaves all of her pussy. My mom's going to hate that I say that word. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, my mom's not listening to this, hopefully. Anyway, he goes on to say, I told her I never asked her to do that, but I did admit that I prefer it that way. Maddie, is that a double standard? I think an ass is not meant to be shaved. This is thoughts from Dick, age 29. The shit people write me. Sean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> I've never shaved. I've shaved my butt, but never my butt hole. Yeah. Uh, I do remember, uh, like, junior high, maybe high school, like, you know, guys in the locker room like, oh, yeah, I'm totally shaving my balls. And it's like, well, I, I guess I'll try it and see how it feels. And then your balls itch for days. For days. Because you get that little stubble. True story. Yeah. And it just, it's super uncomfortable. So I understand what he's going through on that. Well, because then you have to keep it up. Once you shave them, once you have to keep shaving them. Exactly. Because, or you have to just get through that period of letting it grow back out again. It's like a beard for your nuts. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, I I mean, I'm gay, so I've done some butt stuff. So I've done this. I don't enjoy it. It's very painful. Like you said, it is very painful to do that when it grows out. And it's. Like you're nerve. I'm nervous about cutting something there. I've had friends that like. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've had friends that have gone like to people that do it. I've had friends that like get their butt lasered and shit like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Well, that's. I mean, like when people get Brazilians, don't don't like the. It's so weird, like to think of a girl getting a Brazilian too, because they're like, oh no, they cover it up, and you're like, well, with what? And it's like this little strip of white paper that goes over the vagina. Yeah. The vagina. And you know they're pulling their butthole apart. Putting the stuff on and ripping the hair off. It's like, that's a get-to-know-you moment with your Brazilian waxer. Yeah. I love the name Vagina. I've never heard that. It's, it, it, sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a character at like a cocktail party in 1970s that like wearing Bob Mackie. <laughs> yeah. I'm Vagina. So, somebody, okay, in so, a, somebody in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. So, Richard, you, you what, um, how do you feel about shaving your butt? I, I've never done it. Like I've never had anything shaved. I mean, have I done have I done butt stuff? Yes, occasionally. But I mean, I don't know like no like hair or no hair was never really a requirement with the people I was with. I mean, I think that do we think it's a double standard? I d- that he Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I think if if you're not going to do it and if if she's if she's making extra effort to do that for you then you know if if it's if it's that important to her then yeah i guess it i guess it is i guess you are making a double standard so i guess if you're not if you're not going to and she sees it as something that important then she's not going to either so do it or don't but you deal with the consequences of your choice I guess it's the pressure. So if she's like, well, I'm going to stop shaving my vagina. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, I prefer it to be smooth. But, you know, I, I've seen some 70s porn, and I can get into that. So, you know, let it grow out. Let's do this. Yeah, whatever. You know, one of my neighbors who's a woman told me the other day that Muff is coming back, apparently. Apparently that's the thing. She's Yeah, I've, well, in my research of pornographic material, I have noticed that. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> So you just so it's basically what? you just kind of you just wait for everything to come back around. You literally everything, yeah. bell bottoms, gold. Well, and I mean, muff. yeah, there's a lot of '70s like blouse type outfits and like pants that are coming back in. So yeah, it's 
Full circle. I, full bush. Huh. Full, back. full bush. I, I don't know if it's a double. I mean, maybe it's a double. I feel like it would be. I would be interested to talk to Dick about. <laughs> if that's her name. I'd be interested to talk to Dick about <laughs> his, like, front area. Because, to me, I feel like front area are front areas. And then back area are back areas. Yeah, so that, I'm like, yeah I yeah. get that. Because. You know, like, you poop out your butt. Like, there's stuff that, like, you're doing stuff that... So, like, you don't want to irritate that. Although, like, where it's different if you're, like, shave... If she said, she, I want you to shave, like, all your, your balls and stuff, like, shave that. I still wouldn't want to do that. But that, I would be like, well, if she's doing it, you better do it. But on the reverse end, I, I feel like... I feel like he's fine. Maybe, like, just trim it. I don't think you need to shave that shit if you don't yeah, want I to. Yeah, I agree. It's a, uh, it's one of those. Uh, I trim the hedge, but don't scorch the earth. Yeah, yeah, Dick. Just get you like a little peanut. That's what I use for body trimming. Have y'all seen the peanut? They're the best little trimmer, and they're really small, and they're great. Do they get into like places I that haven't you seen normally couldn't get into? I should get them. Get it on Amazon. Peanut. I bought when my nephews That's have gone through puberty. I always get that for it for as a gift. I always get them the breast cancer pink one. <laughs> they think it's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm that uncle. Um, <laughs> well, we are we're at Chatty Maddie questions. I am so glad this happened. I forgot how much I love doing the show with you the first time that didn't work, you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I I need to meet y'all. We need to be in person and do a show. Um, <laughs> I would love that. Okay, so first, I, I you can tell me the same because I didn't listen to the old show, so I don't remember what you said for these answers. So, but the first chatty matter question is, what's your favorite childhood smell? I totally don't remember what you said. Mm. And you could bring up what you said last time and ch- it changed oh. I don't know your life. I, that was a, I honestly don't remember what I said either. But the thing I just thought of, I think, is what I said the last time. Uh, my grandmother used to make homemade jam. And she would give, she, she'd make stock, she'd stockpile this stuff. And she'd give it to me by the truckload. I don't know if she was like she, like I'm going off to war and she hands me like four giant <laughs> containers of the strawberry jam, and uh, and you oh but it ruined jelly for me like I can't have anything on toast oh, that fake shit yeah I can't it, it has it's that or nothing because yeah it's so mine is okay. yeah strawberry jam fresh strawberry jam Sean. Uh, I think mine would have to be uh, same thing kind of from my grandmother, but um, she used to have this big lilac. I, I think they're lilac bushes, but we always called it a lilac tree uh, in their farm area. And just going out there and smelling those lilacs always kind of brought mm. me back to like a like a younger time in life. And uh, I remember when I went to college, there was like a bunch of lilac bushes on sidewalks. So, you know, this freshman kid, you know, walking down like, oh, lilacs, I love these. So I pick them and I take them up to my dorm room and sit them in the windowsill. You know, my roommate comes in. He's like, what the fuck are those? I'm like, they're lilac flowers. Don't they smell wonderful? Yeah. You were like, uh, they're like, that guy's going to shave his butthole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess we found the experimenter, guys. We found the experimenter. He's trying to figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Walking down the hallway just with those covering my junk. Don't worry, guys. Just going to shave my butthole. Skipping. Skipping. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Chatty Betty number two. What would be the name of your memoir? 
Um, uh, oh, I had a, a good one for this. I, don't I think it was like a, not quite enough. <laughs> not not quite, quite enough. enough. That's a good oh. one. Yeah. That just that just made everybody sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, let's see. If I had a, if I had a memoir, it would be. Um, well, let's try this. <laughs> I like that. That is a very Bugs Bunny <laughs> thing to say. Well, I yeah. That funny. Um, my, right, my whole, I feel like my whole life is 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 uh, they. The, I think they people call it the spaghetti tactic, where you just th- keep throwing stuff at the wall and you just hope it, to God that something sticks. I I. Well, I mean, you have a very recent. Life. You have a very recent story about that where you know, a couple of years ago you decided to to take a chance out in California. I did. I did. Like that's I something and, a lot of people wouldn't try to do. Oh, you came I, out to California? I did. I um I had it was me, it was me, my wife and my three kids. We got rid of pretty much everything, moved moved all of us into a Airstream trailer mm-hmm. and went cross country and lived and lived for a while we went to the west coast uh we went down i have i have some family in san diego so we stayed there for a while then we went up north for a little while and you know crisscrossed a couple places and then came right back around some things work and some things don't that's awesome But i'll tell you what i feel so glad that i at least may at the very least that tried something did it work? No. Do I have an idea about how to go about it again? Yeah. Will I try it again? Possibly. Probably. I I still think that takes huge balls to be like, listen, we're going to – because that's – you, know, you know from living in Oklahoma, there's a very much like a box type thing when you live in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's like don't get outside of your box. Yeah. And if you start getting too far to your box, everybody in your area is like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back in your box. You don't belong out there. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And Richard's like, I, I, I want to get out of this box. I want to mm-hmm. go over there. There's no box over there. Yeah. And it's just something that I think – I still to this day think is amazing. That's – I it – I can't believe that you did it with your whole family. Like, it's hard enough that people don't do that. I know what it's like to do that on your own. And the fact that you did it with your wife and your children, like, that's, that actually is amazing. That not in the way, like, oh, my God, this coffee's amazing. That's actually truly amazing that you did that. And it's such a good, such a good lesson of, and I know it sounds cliche, but it's so true. And, you know, hopefully somebody needs to hear it right now that feels like they failed at something. Really, the, I mean, the only failing our failure of life is to not try. It really is. Right. Because you're and just going to learn. You learn so much about yourself from that experience, I'm sure. And not, and not even that. Like, the fact, the fact that you did it at all is, you, you know, you have those people that will come up to you and say, well, you know, that didn't work. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I went and did this for, you know, six, eight months. What would you do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same thing I did six or eight months before that. Exactly. So, I mean, I think I came out on top. Yeah, I think there. I just somebody this weekend said a friend said, "Ha!" Oh, I wish I could remember the quote. She said her dad used to say this to her, and it uh, and it stuck with her. 
that he would say, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. And it was really good. But ba oh, basically he said, um, just, he said, she said, he said it in like a very dad way, but it, she thinks of it sweet now. But basically he <laughs> said, just remember, if you don't try to do something, someone way stupider than you is going to do it because they tried to do it. <laughs> and I, well, I think that's an awesome such a dad quote, yeah. But it's so true. If you don't try to, somebody way less talented, way dumber, way less motivated is going to be successful at it. Yeah, I so, think that's why we all do I think this, we're our right? Our own worst critics. Oh yeah, for sure. That's for why sure, we all do sure. this. We're we're the example of there's somebody way smarter than us that hasn't decided to do this yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. All right. Um I mean I think that we just probably talked about it, but number three, best piece of advice you wish you had taken earlier in life. Oh um yeah, I would say, you know, just do more, try more, just be more. All, any, any, any stupid, weird, dumb idea you have, like, at least follow it till its conclusion in your head. Like, don't just, don't dismiss anything out of hand because mm -hmm. crazy ideas may not be so crazy. I think Sean's going to say, why not? Sean will explain the why not mentality. Yeah, I've never, I really wish, I guess that's something now, but no one ever really kind of gave me the why not speech when I was like 14, 15, 16. So if I knew it then, that would definitely be it. But it's kind of like whenever people tell you to like, you know, you could be anything you can want to be, chase your dreams. I wish I didn't take that at, I guess, face value and actually try to pursue things that I want to do and not let mm -hmm. people talk me out of it. Like, the whole why not thing is a huge Kevin Smith thing. That's really why we do our yeah. podcast. You know, it's like, well, why not do it? I mean, there's there's no reason to do it. When you, yeah. surround, your, so when you surround yourself around with – or, I'm sorry. When you surround yourself around with why people, it's like, hey, I want to make this podcast. Well, why do you want to do that? That's stupid. Like the box thing we talked about. Why are you getting out of your box? Don't get out of your box. Stay in your box. It's safe. You know, people have been doing it for 50 years in this area. You know, you get up every morning at 8, go to your job, come home. Maybe get some touch from your wife if she wants it or not. Or, you know, she may turn you down. That's all right. You just go to bed. You might get some tomorrow. Uh, but you stay in your box. You just described the and loneliest life. Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's the Midwest life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm raining every day. <laughs> but, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I Kevin Smith was... His talk at Podcast Movement was so great. I was so jazzed and inspired after that. He was so great. It's all, and he's the, always like that. Every time I hear yeah. it. Like, I've never, I, I, that's the second time I've ever been in a room with him. But, uh, like, just listening to him, yeah, I feel the same way. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a, if, if you want to get inspired to try and conquer the world or anything, like he's the guy, I, to me personally, he's the guy you want to talk to or listen to. He had a uh, thing like, so growing up, this kind of goes back, I guess, a little bit to what I was talking about. I always wanted to write. I, I just had this huge urge. I wanted to tell stories. But um, it seemed like, like I took a writing class in college. So like, okay, it's creative writing. Like I want to be given a prompt and like try to write this thing. And the teacher just always destroyed everything I did. Ugh. And so it really demotivated me quickly. I'm like, well, if this English teacher here at this school is like, your stuff isn't that great, maybe it's true. But, you know, Rich and I started doing the podcast. I started writing some more. I'll read this quote if it's okay. It's a little bit yeah, long. Yeah, read but, it. Um, 
Kevin Smith was talking about uh, it was the Musk of Tusk. He did this Tusk movie just out of the blue. He did a podcast. He made this movie idea, and he's like, "This is this is a movie. I'm going to write it." It saved his career. He, he's mentioned that before. And somebody asked me, "He's like, well, how do you get motivated to write?" And he said, "Every once in a while, you just remember, like, oh my God, this is the closest I'll ever come to playing God, because you sit there with something blank, a paper, a page, your laptop, whatever." And you just start filling it with words and what people would say, and you just slowly build this universe and build this reality. And then the fun is, can you finish it? And then the fun of that is, like, can you turn it into a movie? What will it sound like if people say it? And from that, Richard and I did a, you know, a silly podcast about uh, zombie bears. I'm like, well, why can't I write that? And so I did, and it was probably one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. No financial stuff has ever come from it, but it's... I've got a printed script that I've actually given to Kevin Smith, which was kind of cool. Ah. But it's you know it's a super cool accomplishment that not too many people can say they've done. No, that, nobody can say they wrote a movie about zombie Nazi bears. <laughs> nobody can do that. That's all you. That's all that you. That belongs buddy. to me. So if you see that movie, Matt. <laughs> in that respect, you are a gentle snowflake. <laughs> oh my god, I love you guys. <sighs> All right. Okay, Chatty Betty number four. What day would be your groundhog day? So what day it was so awesome you you live over again. I don't remember I, what you said before. So. I was thirteen I remember I was thirteen years old and it was the I took a trip to Chicago for my very, very first Comic Con. And Oh, I yeah. saw so many people there, and I got a bunch of signatures. Who all was there? I met, uh, I met Aerosmith there, and they had them. They signed a, they signed a poster. Uh, I met Todd McFarlane. Like he was just standing around, like a person. Oh, wow. I met Todd McFarlane because this. Uh, I think at that point, Spawn had only been out less than a year. I think they had like maybe five or six issues, or no, ten issues. So he wasn't really that well known, and now he's worth billions. Billions. Um, met Mr. T. I got to shake his hand. I was like, "What's oh, up, cool. Mr. T?" He's like, "What up, fool?" And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was thirteen. Awesome. And but if you go back to the photo, like I, I look back at the photos that I took of my day there, and it was just me with a with all the booth girls. So I was like, oh, that's that's where my head was. Yeah, that's where your head was. R Richard, what'd you have in your pocket? Did you buy a lightsaber? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> the very small one. It's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> it grows when I'm really angry at my mm. father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that got dark. That got dark. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Moving on, Sean. What about you? Uh, I think last time we did this, I said my wedding, and I want to try and figure out something that's not as cliche. So, um, a thought that just came to me was um, the day I graduated college. Um, mm. I totally didn't want to walk, like you do the whole graduation walk thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really glad I did because there was one moment. I'm a moments guy. Like I love like there's probably 25 moments in my life that I can think of that like really impacted my life. And, you know, I'm sitting through this thing. I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. They're talking about all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Because I was the first to graduate from my family from college. 
And so I get my diploma and we're walking out and there's a moment uh, like my family's sitting like 12 rows back and my dad just, you know, my dad's not like an emotional guy. Like, you know, he barely hugs me every now and then, but, you know, isn't very over emotional. And as I'm walking out, he just has the biggest smile on his face and just gives me the biggest thumbs up ever. My dad's never given me a thumbs up in my life. And he's just <laughs> sitting there like that's all he could think mm. of in that moment. Like my son's walking down here. He's graduated college. That's awesome. And just gave me a big old thumbs up. And that's like a moment that I'll remember from him forever, Aww. I think. So probably that moment. That's one of my favorite stories of that. That's, that's, that's so really sweet. sweet. That is really sweet. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, when are you guys most inspired? Whether talk, some people talk about time of day they're most inspired or in life when they're most inspired. Uh, Mine's when I work out. Like I'll take like this pre-workout and I'll do like a set of things. I'm like, why the hell am I trying to get in shape? I need to go do something more productive. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just recently saw this thing with uh, Anthony Bourdain, and I didn't realize that I do this too, but he said, uh, so I think somebody asked him, like, you know, when when do you when do you write? Like, what time of day do you write, or how how is it that you write? And he said he gets up in the morning, and as soon as he gets up, he'll head straight to his desk, and he'll just start writing. Because he says, mm. I'm... I find myself, I grow more useless as the day goes on. And that's exactly the way I am. Like, I, I feel most alert and it feels like everything is clicking in my head about maybe 20 minutes after I wake up. And from mm. there, it's just a slow descent into madness. <laughs> to, to just uselessness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, like... Right now, we're at the end of the day, so well, not much you, left I, in the tank, boys. Well, I think you showed up pretty well, Sugar. On that, we um, <laughs> on that we are done. That's the show. Now, tell everybody where they can find you guys. Oh, Sean. So basically, my favorite thing ever is our housekeeping. So you can find us at languageofbromance.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Uh, you can find us also on the Pod Bros Network. Um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, you could probably find ours. Um, if not, shoot us a message, and we'll try to get it on there. Uh, we'll you have can the link email in us the at Eat the Beaver. Yeah, link so, in the show notes. So, uh, I'm sorry. Say that email address because I remember having to email you this. <laughs> uh, our email address is eatthebeaver at languageofbromance.com. And that's probably my favorite emails when he says, it's like, you made a gay man's email, eat the beaver. Yeah, yeah. you did. You yeah. Made, I did say that, like, you made a gay man email, eat the beaver. My brother, Brian, would be proud. Um, <laughs> and all of that is in the show notes. And like I said, if people are just wanting, like I said, to connect to the funny random shit, but also feel like you're connecting to your family, your friends that you miss or whatever, then your show is definitely the place for that. So... Thank you so, so much for doing this. I, again, I, you guys are great. Um, I really, I actually mean this. We need to figure out something. We're all in the same room. And can you imagine if all three of us are drinking together? I know. That's oh, the thing. Sean's awesome. the one that's been drinking. I think I'm, I'm actually stone cold sober. Me too. I just had some <laughs> iced tea because it's so fucking hot. Yeah, I well, just had water. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much. And for the rest of you, you know the drill. Go do something nice for someone next week. And if you are listening to this show and you want to listen to the Language of Romance, go to that. And one of the best things you can do for their show is to leave a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. That helps 
people see them, share the show if you think they're funny. Just spread the word for these guys. So, because oh. they're awesome. All right, everybody. We will thank you again, Richard and Sean, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.